Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Emily McGuire, a customer evangelist at email service provider AWeber. Now, stand by for an email marketing masterclass, lots of personalization and segmentation chat. Thanks for downloading. Email marketing is not dead. Honest. We'll say it again. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, you know, you can get some really serious returns if you do it right. Much better than all this fancy social media stuff. In this episode, I'm chatting all things email marketing with Emily McGuire, customer evangelist at the email service provider AWeber, who have been going like forever, I think, just about after email was invented, I think. We chat about what email personalization is, lots of segmentation and automation ideas, plus a whole lot more as well. Now, you can find Emily on LinkedIn and also at the AWeber website, which is aweber.com, A-W-E-B-E-R.com. They're also on all the social media platforms, the whole lot, so check the links in the show notes. Now, can I quickly mention the Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a shout on social media. Subscribe on your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Can I also quickly mention my bi-weekly podcasting newsletter, which is on LinkedIn. It's called Stream Feeders. Lots of tips and advice on brands who want to podcast. Uh, Again, links in the show notes. Now, let's get on with it. The first thing I asked Emily was if she saw a big increase in email marketing in general at the start of the pandemic. Well, I saw that if people hadn't already been investing in digital marketing, Um, Before the pandemic, (laughs) the pandemic surely accelerated that across the board, and that includes email as well. So a lot of people were investing um, in getting all those systems um, optimized or up and running. Some people hadn't had it going beforehand, um, but people definitely went in all, all in on digital marketing and email as well. Yeah, it's interesting because because of the, I I one of the things I do is email marketing training in, here in the UK, and and March twenty twenty it went mad, and yes. for about like two <laughs> three months it's like we've got all these people we kind of like just send them our weekly newsletter we've actually got to do something prop, proper with them now. Did you find that right? Yeah, well. Or you were in the camp where they were like, oh, we have this entire database. Let's email them about how we're responding to COVID. Yeah. Uh, Even if somebody hadn't heard from them in years. Yes. yes. Uh, So I think people quickly learned, um, well, on on the brand side, that um, having a clean and healthy database that you're engaging in is important before you start sending out um, sort of crisis communication messaging. Um, Because otherwise, it just adds to noise, especially, you know, when the pandemic hit. And then um, I think uh, people started investing in the strategy if they hadn't already. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you think email marketing sometimes a little bit forgotten about? I mean, social media is well cool and trendy, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. And and like it, like email marketing is kind of like the forgotten thing at the bottom, the thing you do last thing on a Friday before you're going home. Exactly. Yep. I I think so because I 
I don't think people realize, you know, because we use email for personal communication all day, yeah. you know, and I, I don't think people, because it is sort of just constantly in the background, um, it's people don't realize how much goes into it, right? There's yeah. not only the, the the strategy, the content planning, but also, you know, designing and building an email. Um, so it's user-friendly. Sure. And then also strategizing how you want to make sure that it lands well. So, you know, segmentation and personalizing your content. Um, there's a whole world behind it that people don't realize because we use it every day, right? It's yeah, just yeah. sort of there. And you're like, oh, it's, it's just email. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And it, but, it's kind of, there's kind of like been a bit of a bad rep as well, isn't it? Because, I mean, it was Spam City for a long, long time through the 2000s, yeah. wasn't it? But, I mean, nowadays, to be fair, I don't tend to get a lot of actual spam. It tends to be blocked before it hits my inbox or it doesn't even end up in my spam box half the time. Yeah. Well, that, I think... You know, um, e in the email industry, email tech service providers have gotten very savvy about yeah. how to identify that kind of activity and shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot, there are more consequences to participating in, in spam True. Uh, emailing. Yeah. Um, and it's trickier to do. But I think also the return is just so low. And yeah. now we have better ways of tracking uh, email campaigns and their success and their ROI that, um, you know, just sending blasting emails to people who never asked for them. It, that's a it's, it's got such a low return. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. I've, I've, do you think Email marketing tactics in general have kind of evolved much over the last few years. I think so. I think people really started to understand as as people have taken email more seriously, mm. um, they've started to understand that, uh, you know, personalization does increase all of your metrics, right? Your opens, your yeah. clicks, your yeah. conversions. Um and I think the problem is, you know, is having the resources in order to do that. So sure. it's a it's a slow burn, you know, trying to figure out what's going to what's going to uh, really advance your email marketing. Um, but also, you know, making sure you have the right resources in place and namely people, yes. <laughs> people who know what they're doing and yeah. and have the time to dig into strategy and execute it. But yeah. overall, I also think that people are still um, caught in the world of um, newsletters, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, just batching or blasting content to people, um, hoping that it'll help. Yeah. And, um, and I get it, you know, we all have, like I said, limited amount of resources. Not everybody has the time or people to help them come up with a, a really powerful campaign. And sometimes that's all we, we have available. Uh, so I think as you know, businesses and marketing programs evolve, they start personalizing way more. And I think that will always be trending and will always be something 
that people are trying to figure out how to do. Yeah. Do, do you think the, the state of kind of like integrations has helped a little bit? Because I remember if you go back even five years ago, really, integrations were much harder to do. Getting your CRM system connected to your email service provider yes. was a flipping nightmare. And, yeah. uh, and, and even today, it's not straightforward. I, I was talking to somebody the other day with some weird CRM system and they managed to connect it to an email service provider, but it it wasn't taking certain fields. It just wouldn't work with these certain fields and those are the certain mm-hmm. fields you needed to segment by. So there's still issues, yeah. but do you think it's getting better with integrations? I mean, yeah, marketing tech is its own thing yeah. and it has evolved um, exponentially over, you know, e- I started in email marketing um, over eight years ago and since then alone, it's just a totally different playing field as technology advances and makes it much easier for people to connect their tools together um then they're able to automate a lot of that data collection and use it like you said using fields to segment and personalize Mm. and i think it's just going to be getting it just it's just going to get easier you know to do those things as everyone evolves yeah so what trends are you seeing at the moment let's talk about content and style a little bit now what what sort of trends are you seeing about i know it depends on audience and that but are there any trends you're seeing yeah, I think, um, like I mentioned about tech, there are a lot more personalization tools that can do some really fun, cool things with um, what they call dynamic content in your emails, yeah. where it's serving, um, you know, maybe it'll put somebody's first name on an image or um, some other really great piece of information about somebody um, embedded in the content of email. Um, and really, I think we're trending more and more to, um, um, instead of just dumping content into Mm. an email, um, we're trending more and more to really personalized, uh, I, I shouldn't say personalized, but personal communication. Yeah people want to be talked to like they're humans <laughs> yeah. and um, you know having a voice a strong voice um, as a business or brand um, that is personal that is um, a little vulnerable yeah. I think really resonates with people emotionally and I think people are moving more and more in that direction and and they're seeing more engagement because of it yeah do do you think folks are do you think emails are getting longer uh, do you think that <laughs> i i don't know i it's it's kind of like the whole substack and sort of like newsletter thing which is going on at the moment where where you're actually like like you mentioned you're actually making the email a little more personal you're you're becoming a human instead of a company sort of thing um do you think the length of emails is getting longer mine yeah i mean i think yeah it depends on the industry Mm. right uh but um and it depends on the goals of the campaign but i think that um you know as mobile phones are uh picking up more and more of online traffic people are used to scrolling Sure. Um, and so I think that um, and 
also we know that you know from a user experience standpoint the more you ask people to click um the less likely they are to do it really? so if you really right. want people to if you really want people to get all of the information you want them to get then yeah put it in the email but yeah. obviously it's that's not possible for some campaigns yeah. um but yeah i think in certain industries like um like you said writers um yeah. and and personal brands solopreneurs who are really um, masters of storytelling um are are putting all the information in the email yeah so so how would you kind of define personalization in regards to email marketing because it's it's a lot more than sort of like just saying hi emily at the beginning of your email, right. isn't it? It's it's more than. I mean, yeah. in fact, I'm, I mean, one of the things I tell people is not to do that because you're always relying on the CRM or the database or the person to have actually inputted the name correctly in the yes. first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I so I like to think of personalization from a customer journey standpoint. So. Mm. Um, really, where are people in their relationship stage with you? And if they are, you know, obviously it depends on the business, mm -hmm. but if they're a brand new subscriber, how are you talking to them? Do you have a welcome series set up for them mm -hmm. to greet them and uh, introduce yourself? Uh, if they are a lead, how are you tailoring your call or your uh, content or calls to action to them? Because um, sure. those are going to be different than a customer. And if they're um, if they're a customer, obviously you're going to talk to them differently and serve them different kinds of content. Um, and then you know you have varying degrees of. Um, relationship stages in between there, um, people who become inactive, yeah. people who stop being a customer. Um, there are so many ways to engage people where they are in their relationship status with you. Um, and, but you don't have to tell them like yeah. and that's what I think people think of is like, sure. oh, personalization. I have to make it really obvious to the subscriber that this email has been personalized to them. Yeah. Yeah. They you you don't. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that can be creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh if if you're telling people like, hey, I see you did this or I'm watching you sure. look at this page on my website, um, and I'm just following <laughs> up. Uh I can creep people out. Yeah. Uh so uh, it's just really talking to people like, again, you are in a relationship with them yeah. and uh, you are trying to engage them based on that stage of their yeah. relationship. So, I mean, I suppose if you take the, the if you take the example, sort of like if somebody clicked on an email, they could get a certain a certain, um, I don't know, journey of, of emails, a certain type of email come to them. And if they didn't click on the email they get a different set of emails arrive in a in kind of exactly. like a different different stream but you wouldn't turn around in the email and say we noticed you clicked the last email so we're sending exactly it. <laughs> because exactly. that's a little bit creepy isn't it yeah exactly and like and, and especially in some industries where um the info or uh, your area of expertise might be a little bit more sensitive right mm. like if you're in health and wellness or um, or anywhere in the finance space, people don't want to know that um, you know that much information about them, right? Sure. Um, but 
even like what I find really powerful is, you know, let's say somebody um, and, a, and a lot of email service providers will let you um, um, integrate or add tracking code to your website so you can see where where people are visiting on your web page or on your website. And so if you have particularly, you know, high intent pages like a contact form hmm. or um, a donation form or uh, a, if you sell e-commerce, if they looked at a particular product or added something to their cart, sure. but didn't take the action um, that you wanted them to take, like fill out the form, yeah. you can send a follow up series um, with more information about whatever that um, particular page is about. Uh, so those kinds of things are really, really impactful because they're behavior triggered, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody did something and you're just following up um, to make sure that they have all the information they need. Yeah, I mean, it can get quite complicated, can't it? It can get very complicated because yes. you can have okay. lots and lots of people at lots and lots of different stages. And I know there's a few folks I've spoken to sit there worried that people are going to get too many emails. Can you send too many yeah. emails to people? Do you think you can send? I mean, this, I mean, I get like six off Amazon every day and I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it depends on the business. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing to always remember is um, that, uh, you know, the more emails you send, the more people are going to unsubscribe, right? Every sure. email you send yeah. is an opportunity for somebody to unsubscribe. And so you sort of get stuck in this hamster wheel of trying to replace the subscribers you've uh, lost yeah. if you're sending too many emails. Yeah. But, you know, sending a daily email, that's a lot of work. And it is. Uh, most people don't have the kind of resources to do that. Yeah, I think uh, I think if my accountant was sending me six emails a day, I'd be like, dude, stop it. Yeah, yeah. are you that bored? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, but I recommend people like at least send an email weekly. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's a pretty good cadence to keep your subscribers warm. Yeah. Is mobile as important as, as we think it is? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't looked at this year's numbers, but it and it, again, it depends on your industry. But, you know, I think it's over 60 percent of web traffic is mobile. Um, yeah. And so is email. Uh, email views are on mobile devices. So uh, making sure that your email is legible on a mobile device is very important. Yeah. Do you think do you think the two column email is is kind of like dead now? I mean, yeah. Well, it on a mobile device it'll just stack yeah. into one. Yeah. So but, I, but do, you, do you think that I mean, do you think the point you think we should just just do all our emails just one column? That's it. Just for, you know, make life easy. Yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, if like if you're in the B2B world, more people are going to be checking their emails on a desk on their desktop device, yeah. right? Or on their desktop. Um so I think uh Again, it depends. Yeah. Um, but I always try to design mo mobile first. It's just easy. It's more efficient, uh, efficient use of your resources, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but if you want to have fun, some people really like design <laughs> and they really love to play with their templates. And I say, if it's fun for you, do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah. because yeah, yeah. uh, it has to be fun for you, too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose email marketing is one one of the one part of digital marketing which which you can experiment with quite a lot, can't you? Yes, exactly. Yep, you can test your designs, um, A B test them, and see what um, if it does make an impact too. Yeah. Um, and and go from there. Yeah. Uh, do you see folks using more? We talked a little bit about automation, but do you see folks using more automation techniques? You got any examples of how people automate their their workflows, their email marketing in general? Yeah. I mean, well, first at the top is our integrations, like we talked about earlier. Mm. <clears throat> you know, just making sure that all your as well, not all, but as many tools as possible are connected to your email service provider. Because that'll, I mean, then you're not downloading spreadsheets and uploading them yeah, <laughs> a million yeah. times a day, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's going to, that part of automation is uh, going to lighten the workload a lot. Um, there are still um, people who can't, again, if you don't have um, the time or the resources to develop a, a personalized email, you know, you can still hook up RSS feeds to your email yeah. service provider. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, if you have a YouTube channel, you, that can go in an email. Um, or your obviously your blogs, um, that can go in your email, your social media RSS feeds, those can go in an email. Um, so that kind of thing is um, can be helpful. Um, but the other thing is um, automated campaigns. Everybody is, um, they, you know, call it, where or depending on where you've learned email marketing they might call them automations funnels mm. yeah. drip campaigns uh flows whatever it is uh, more and more i see more and more people investing in them and they're a little bit more technical so they take a little bit uh, uh more time and um, testing around those two so um but yeah the I see people investing in welcome campaigns um, or um, or sales funnels, you know, sure. where when, uh, again, if somebody takes a, um, a high intent action, either in an email or on your website, or maybe they registered for an event, sending a follow up series that is really targeted to selling your yeah. product or service. Yeah. Or even, I suppose, notifying a salesperson that like, oh, this is this is warm to hot now, you know, go, give them a exactly. call. Exactly. Give them a call and here are all the resources you need to do that uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like even tagging, right? Like that sure. can be um, an automated process depending on, you know, how what somebody does in their emails or on your website or where they come in, like if you have an integration um, and somebody signed up through that integration, uh, making sure they're tagged appropriately. Yeah, I think so tags are really easier. important, aren't they? Because tags can be fluid. You can give tags and take tags away whenever you need mm -hmm. to, can't you? So people can move in and out of different segments um, exactly. fl fluidly all the time, can't they? Yes, exactly. Yep. That, those sort of processes definitely make it easier to make sure your data is as clean as pro possible yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you can personalize your content accordingly yeah so where do you see the future going over the next few years do you see kind of like more automations more integrations a lot more sort of like let's set it all up and then let it go type of type of thing yeah well i think that you know with um 
some trends in data privacy, um, particular, particularly Google's um, Google sunsetting the third party cookie. Yeah. So um, uh, for for people who maybe depend on Facebook ads and retargeting ads, things like that, you can't depend on that data anymore. So um, to retarget ads, and I like to think of email as retargeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so collecting, I think people are going to be investing in email more because you own that data. Sure. You, you have that email address. You are not subject to um, fluctuations in social media's algorithm or uh, whatever uh, digital ad uh, service provider you use, yeah. how they decide to serve your ads. You own the data. And so you can personally auto not only automate, but if you need to do a personal outreach to somebody because you have their information. Um, and so I think people are going to understand that importance mm. uh, more and more as social media and digital uh, privacy evolves um, and be investing in building their email lists so they have that information themselves. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really important point that you own you, you own the data yourself, don't you? Because, uh, I mean, if you look at Twitter, for example, you might have spent a fortune over the last 10 years sort of like investing in your Twitter profile yes. and and you know advertising and getting all those followers all in one place and then some billionaire decides to want to buy it mm -hmm. and you, and you might not want to be there in the future exactly and then exactly. it's all then yeah. it's just waste isn't it facebook might suddenly decide to well you know we're not going to do pages anymore and 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 you it's you can't then go and download all those followers can you exactly exactly yeah you can't and or like um, a lot, not a lot, but um, social media accounts get hacked. Yeah. And if you lose that account or, you know, or you violated some sort of community policy on Instagram or Facebook and they deactivate your account, you don't know how and you don't know what you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you've just lost all that really hard work. And yeah. so. I like to consider your email list as uh, your insurance policy for social media um, uh, yeah. to make sure that, again, like if you do have to start a social media account all over again, at least you have those email addresses and you can let yeah. people know, yeah. hey, I I had to change it up a little bit because of whatever disaster yeah. happened. Yeah. Follow me here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's fascinating. I could chat for ages and ages about this because I'm really interested in email marketing in general and the whole thing. It's something I, I'm, I, I quite like talking about. Um, uh, Emily, where can we find you? Where is your website? I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of Aweber. It's been going forever, hasn't it? I mean, it's like one of the oldest out there. Yep, yep. One of the original email service providers. Um, we do have a special, uh, so we do have a free plan of Aweber if people want to go mm. in and play with it, see what's changed over the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> if it's been a while yeah. it, since you've been in the product, um, you can uh, start a free account if you want. Um, we also have a free 30-day trial available for podcast listeners if you go to go.aweber.com slash podcast. Fantastic. What I'll do is I'll stick those links in the show notes so folks can just, just tap on those, tap away. Awesome. Um, Emily, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
Thanks again to Emily for her time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more. There is more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.